Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 13th of January, 2024. Flyers Daily, as always, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Making memories every night, this Flyers team just battling back. They battle back again. Two-goal deficit in the third period. They battle back to get an OT win over the Minnesota Wild. And Marc-Andre Fleury, who, by the way, between the regular season and playoffs, has played in 1,174 games. That's an absurd number for a goaltender. But I digress. Flyers outshoot Minnesota in the game 35-29. to Minnesota out hits the Flyers 23-22. Flyers slight edge in the faceoff circle 51.8% of the faceoffs went their way. It was really a low event first period. Not a whole heck of a lot happened. Neither team, both teams looked like they were playing in some sort of malaise. Minnesota outshot the Flyers 11 to 10 in the first. But I'd be hard-pressed to try and remember anything of significance in that first period. Just nobody getting to the middle. It looked kind of sleepy. Game did wake up in the second period, though, and Minnesota scores early in the second. 51 seconds in, Marcus Johansson opens the scoring for the Minnesota Wild. That puts them up one to nothing. Flyers do answer, though, uh, shortly thereafter at 337. And the thing I love about this play, it is yet another shining example of what a team can do and how it can stress an opponent when playing fast in transition. So the puck comes out of the Minnesota Wild end and comes up through the neutral zone. And the puck ends up on the left side of the ice where Jamie Drysdale is. Now, Drysdale can regroup and get his forwards changed. It's the second period. You got the long change. Or he opts for the other thing, which is to quick up the puck up the boards, chips it off the boards right to Sean Couturier, who chips it right to Travis Konechny, who in stride now goes in the zone with a two-on-one with Joel Farabee driving far post hard. And... Connecting just makes an absolute beauty of a pass right through the legs as the Minnesota defender kind of goes down that one knee down and turns to the side to try and block the pass, but it finds its way through perfectly, perfectly, and ends up right on the tape of Joel Farabee, who redirects it by Marc-Andre Fleury, and that gets the game tied. And the thing about it is, is the reason why when you play fast like that, it stresses an opponent is because Minnesota's trying to get two guys off the ice. And because they're trying to get two guys off the ice and the long change, that's how you get the odd man rush. And when you play fast like that, you're going to get those opportunities. You're right back on the opposition so quickly. Had you just regrouped there, yeah, Minnesota gets fresh legs out, Flyers get fresh legs out, and we'll come up, we'll dump the puck, we'll try and win a board battle, we'll forecheck. But it's no, nowhere near the same potency of offense than that quick up play, and which it results in the two-on-one and eventually results in the goal. Farabee's 13th of the season. Konechny and Couturier pick up the assist. So we head to the third period with the game tied. 148 in, it's Ryan Hartman, a one-timer that is able to just, just beat Carter Hart on the short side. Great shot. I'm sure it's one that Hart's still not going to like, giving up one on the short side like that, even though he had to move from his left to his right. Pretty significant distance to seal it. Anyway, Hartman gets the goal, his 13th, puts the Wild up 2-1. to one. Then at 4.38, still pretty early in the third period here, uh, Matt Boldy picks up his 15th, and that puts the Wild up 3-1. to one. 
And a lot of years passed, you know, you're on a three-game three game road trip, three games in four days. you got to go to Winnipeg tonight, deal with customs. You know, a lot of teams would pack it in here and go, you know what, okay, we're down 3-1 late, you know, midway through the third period, not our night, blah, blah, blah. This Flyers team doesn't do that. They haven't done it all year long. They're not about to start now. It's become an identity of this team. And down 3-1 at 9-31, they get a goal from an unlikely source of late. His first goal in 17 games, Tyson Forster picks up his sixth goal of the season, and it's a big one for both him and the team. Him, because he hasn't scored in 17, and a lot of times players like Tyson Forster, it's all about confidence, and when they can get some confidence, they can score in bunches. And then it's also big because it gets the Flyers within a goal. Walker and Lawton pick up the assists, so now we got a 3-2 game. But just about uh, a little bit, a little over a minute later, 10:56. We see that shot of Owen Tippett. Boy, is it a shot. What a laser beam it was. 3-3. He gets his 15th of the season. Travis Connecting picks up his second assist of the game. Drysdale his second assist as a flyer. And this was just good hard work in the offensive zone to keep getting secondary chances. You know, Minnesota couldn't get it out. Flyers get another chance. And keep possession in the offensive zone. And eventually they get it tied there. 3-3. That's how we'd end regulation. Head to overtime. Flyers in overtime, you know, this year and in the past, past seasons, overtime has been scary, and they haven't been great in the overtime. Remember last year? They were using 2D in the three-on-three overtime because they were struggling so badly. 2D and one forward. That's not the way it's been this year, especially with a team that's used to playing an up-tempo, quick transition. That's what that's what three-on-three is. And eventually the Flyers end up on the power play. Uh, first of all, Jamie Drysdale prior to that defended an almost breakaway unbelievably well, just using that great skating ability, get himself positioned, and then knocks the puck off the Minnesota Wild player. That was shorthanded. And then the Flyers go back down on the power play, work the puck eventually back to the point, and Igor Zamula, who lets a shot go, Joel Farabee. Where does Joel Farabee score all of his goals from? Right around the blue paint. All year long. I've said it a thousand times. He's been going to the blue paint, going to the far post, down around the net all year long, and there he is to redeflect, redeflect it uh, by Marc-Andre Fleury. Farabee's second of the game, 14th of the season, 4-3 win for the Flyers, and they'll skate out of Minnesota with two points, so they sweep the season series. Assist in the game by Konechny Couturier, that's two. Two more by Lawton and Sean Walker, and then another one from Zamula, so that's a total of five, and that means we've got 150 pounds of food going to local communities in need as part of the Flyers and Penn Medicine's Penn Medicine Assist. For every assist this season, the Flyers and Penn Med will donate 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So big, big win for the Flyers to come back again. Only two games in the NHL last night. None of the other teams in the division are in action. So an important two points to grab in the standings from an optics standpoint and obviously just from the the fact that you get two points on a road game and you start off this three-game road trip extremely well. And you got to really... Tough matchup coming up tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, who are the hottest team in the NHL and who are the highest points percentage team in the NHL. Some people slept on the Jets this season. They've been unbelievable. They give up the fewest amount of goals per game. And they're a team right now that in their last 19 games, how about this? 16-1-2. Oofa. That's an unbelievable run dating back to early December for the Winnipeg Jets. So you're not only getting a really good team, but you're getting a team that is playing their best hockey of the season. 
Flyers will look to buck that coming up tonight. Sam Harrison likely to get the start since Carter Hart went last night. I would imagine Carter will get the game coming up on Monday against the St. Louis Blues. Let me give you some of the numbers for the Winnipeg Jets. Like I mentioned, highest points percentage team in the NHL. 0.732 points percentage for the Winnipeg Jets. Flyers, for example, are 0.595, 12th in the NHL. When it comes to goals for games played, well, where does Winnipeg rank there? I already told you that they rank as the team that gives up the least, number one, the least amount of goals per game this season. But they're also scoring the ninth most goals per game at 3.39. They only give up two point, this is really an absurd number at this point in the season, 2.29 goals per game. That's uh, number one by a pretty decent margin. 2.45 is the Los Angeles Kings. Flyers are eighth in the NHL and give up just 2.76 goals per game. Winnipeg Jets, this has been an area, a sore spot for Winnipeg. It's almost amazing that they have the highest points percentage in the NHL and their power play clicking at just 17.5%. It's 23rd in the league. That's unbelievable when you consider how many goals they score per game and where they are ranked in the NHL in goals per game. Flyers 32nd in the NHL on the power play, 11.9%, a tenth behind the St. Louis Blues, who we'll see coming up on Monday. PK, well, you got to assume that the Winnipeg PK is phenomenal, right? When you give up very few goals, you can't be giving up that many power play goals. you got to be good on the PK if you're giving up the least amount of goals in the entire NHL, well, right now, the Winnipeg Jets uh, penalty kill, rather, is ranked 26th in the NHL. They defy the odds here, 76.3%. They've got a a low-ranked power play, 17.5%, and a pretty paltry-ranked PK, 26. That's not pretty paltry. That's low, 26th-ranked penalty kill. They must not take a lot of penalties. Flyers with the number two PK in the entire National Hockey League, 86.5%. And uh, the only team higher than them is the Los Angeles Kings at 87.1%. Flyers do also lead the NHL in shorthanded goals. They could use one of those tonight. That's for sure. So Flyers taking on this Winnipeg team, and they're a team that, you know, didn't have a lot of huge expectations coming into the year. A team that kind of gets overlooked. You know, there's been some change in Winnipeg, like Wheeler and Connor Hellebuck. Was he going to return? He did come back. And once again, having yet another really good season. I mean, if you're looking at the Vesna right now, you're probably going, okay, Hellebuck's probably the guy. That's probably the guy that you're, you know, going to, it's going to win it right now at the midway point of this season. When you look at the statistical leaders, Shifley leads the way 41 games. 41 points, 14 of them goals, 41 games for Nikolai Ehlers. He's got 33 points. Josh Morris, he's got 32 and 41. Uh, Cole Perfetti uh, has got 14 goals, 29 points and 41. But really, one point per game player and nobody else even really close. It's a total team effort. And when you can keep the puck out of your net the way that Winnipeg can, that goes a long way to winning. I've talked about it 100 times. The biggest indicator of a team, a really good team, is not in how many goals they score per game, but is in how many they allow per game. Top teams in the league, highest points percentage, all the teams that give up the least amount of goals. 
Uh, so far, Hellebuck's played in 30 games, 21-6-3, 2.2 goals against average, and a lofty 9.23 save percentage. When they go to the backup, Laurent Brassois, he's got a record of 7-3-1. How about a 2-1-8 goals against average? Slightly under Hellebuck's and also a 9.23 save percentage. They've gotten great goaltending all season long uh, from their two goaltenders. So Flyers, Winnipeg tonight, and it'll be game number two of three games in four days for the Flyers. They'll have a tough task at hand tonight to get a win over Winnipeg. We'll see if they can do it, and we'll break it down tomorrow on a Sunday edition of Flyers Daily. Join us then.